And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today because you can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations. Hey, Eric, Bernie Sanders uh, was uh, doing uh, the book tour, book interviews over the weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. good. He was on yeah. He was on Face the Nation, yeah. and he was asked something that we talked about last week about uh, his, uh, his book, which is Bashing Capitalism. Well, aren't you bashing capitalism by taking advantage of capitalism? Yeah. And I didn't even think about this one. And using Ticketmaster? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Ticketmaster's uh, okay. the devil. <laughs> here, here we go. But I have to ask you, you're going on tour to promote this book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to media. But tickets for your tour, apparently, are selling for $95 no. on Ticketmaster, which is con- accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that. Some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po- uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them are. Uh, wait a minute. Just, I had some uh, problem there on it. Uh, hang on one second here. Uh you're here talking here about it. Mm-hmm. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to media. But tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 no. on Ticketmaster, which is con- accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that. Some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po- uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. And we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things at all. But you're okay doing business with Ticketmaster? No, not particularly, but that's, again, I have nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, it would probably be the same process. Does he have a ch- any control over it? 
Sure he does. Absolutely he does. He's an absolute liar. He has complete control. You don't have to use that publisher. That's right. You can use a publisher and you can set the terms. If you decide to go on a tour, you, in a contract, can set whatever rules and regulations you want with the publisher. It is your book, right? I can't control capitalism. Mm -hmm. I'm a victim of capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's I don't have any control. You're lying, Bernie. Stop lying. Then again, when you're a socialist, you have to lie. So he's used to doing it and doing it bluntly. But he missed the opportunity. (laughs) He should have said, listen, uh, uh, I have the answer. It's in the book. (laughs) I explain fully why. And it's a legitimate answer in the book. (laughs) Bogus. It's a bunch of garbage. You know, because he wanted to do away with the millionaires and billionaires. And now that he's a millionaire, oh, let's not do away with the millionaires, just the billionaires. Three houses aren't enough. We know. That's right. Look, we wouldn't bring this up except he is the one that rails against He's the capitalism. One, he, and for the years, one, right. he hated millionaires. Mm-hmm. And then he got to be a millionaire, and he's like, oh, well, this isn't so bad. Yeah. And by the way, why does everybody hate me? Um, but but, but that, that's a perfect example where he believes, because you're not yeah. Republicans aren't going to buy the book. Democrats who believe in socialism are going to buy the book. Mm-hmm. And he believes, Bernie Sanders, if you're a... Democrat who likes Bernie Sanders, or you're a socialist who likes Bernie Sanders, he believes you're an idiot. Yeah. He believes he can lie to you that he had no choice, and he is, a, in essence, a victim of, see, this is a problem with capitalism. I had no choice. in this. They just dominated. I'm not involved with this at all. I can't control the big capitalism machine. It's he like, believes that's like you're saying he, he can't control what he does with his money when from the books. Right. I, I can't control. I mean, it just all of a sudden it's out of my bank account and it goes right over to purchase a new car or a home. I mean, it just kind of happens. I don't know how this new home got built. I, I don't know. Damn capitalism. It's, this, you know, it's just horrible. But he thinks anybody if you're if you're somebody who likes Bernie Sanders. Hey, Joe Rogan. Uh, if you're <laughs> yeah, exactly, and you know the uh-huh. attitude that he has in the in the answer too. That's just the game that's played. I I don't have any control. Like like you're too stupid to know this. Yep, it's totally gaslighting here. Yeah, completely. Yeah, you're a moron if you don't know how the game is played. I don't have any control over Ticketmaster, so you don't have any control over. Who your publisher is? You're Bernie Sanders. You've been around for a while. I'm guessing you could get a number of publishers on board mm-hmm. and that you could set the terms. When the book comes out, the tour is not going to be at all done through Ticketmaster. I'm sure if you came out as Bernie Sanders because your goal is, uh, you know, every, uh, everybody should, you know, Everybody should be equal completely. Mm-hmm. You could simply say, I only wish to make, since I have a job already in three houses, I only want to make 10000 off this book. Yeah, right. Now, I want to be able to and give the rest. 
I, I want to give the cheapest price to everybody, and I want to do uh, different functions where people can get in for free, mm-hmm. and if they wish, they can buy my book, and I want it to be the lowest-selling book ever in the history of political books, and that's why I'm only taking $10,000 for it. I don't want uh, a $1 million advance or whatever advance he got for it. Did he, did he get an advance on his book? I don't know, but that would be typical if he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the problem is is you know <laughs> i'm actually looking it up um the problem is is that we have too many choices in terms of books written by bernie sanders we should only have one just as with deodorant when bernie was walking down the aisle too many choices for deodorant we only need one the book that he put out in 2016, he got $795,000 advance for that book. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I don't know for this one. I put in advance for his book on Google. So, Hmm. yeah, I just, on his new book, it would be his new book. Right. Just just checking on folks very quickly, just see if I can find it. I just thought about it. Yeah, I can't uh eh, don't see it here. Yeah, it doesn't come up hmm. what advance it was for this book. Maybe he wanted to keep that quiet. But if he had said all I want is ten thousand dollars total for the book, maximum, because I care about promoting socialism and getting rid of capitalism because I'm about advancing society. This is not about uh, keeping my three homes and my vehicles and everything else, and I don't want a fourth home. Hmm. So I wish to deal with the publisher, understanding that my goal is not to make any money on this book because I care right. about the people. I care about the worker. It's the worker I care about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what has he written? Eight or ten books? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's too many. If we have too many choices of deodorant, <laughs> we have too many choices we have of too Bernie many Sanders choices books. of Bernie Sanders books. That's the way I'll play that. <laughs> hey, he should do like George Harrison. Just have the lyric that makes it all. Mm. 19 for you, one for me. That's right. Which, by the way, when I. When you look it up at that time, that was actually the tax rate. Yeah. Right. It's like 95%. Right. Over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So when they said that, when he wrote that in the lyrics of tax, man, right. that was actually true. It's like they wanted to get out. Wow. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I can't find anywhere what his advance for this book is. I'll look for it, see if it comes up, though, Hmm. somewhere. But in Google, (laughs) Google probably blocked it to protect him. (laughs) Yeah, right. And blocked that search. Somebody probably did. Oh, I just love it, though, because that's the whole thing. The book is about is anti-capitalism. So he used Ticketmaster. Didn't he see that coming? Is he so out of touch where he didn't see that in, you know, everybody knows because... Is Bernie now going to rail with the president against 
not just resort fees, but Ticketmaster fees. <laughs> right. <laughs> we want to know about Hunter Biden fees. Oh, I think we know about those. <laughs> I, I so, think we do. I'm play that. I mean, he, he's just, he just, I swear, I mean, he just, he thinks the people that he, if, you know, only Democrat socialists are going to buy the book. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, most media outlets will get a copy of it so they can, you know, read it and then invite him on so we can promote it. Right. Wonder if he'll go on Fox. Wonder if he'll do any conservative media on it. Do you think so? I'm trying to think of where he would go on Fox. It would probably be with Bill Hemmer during the day. I doubt he's going to go on the opinionated shows, although those those are the higher rated shows. But where would you go? Which of those shows would you go on in the evening? Well, MSNBC in the early morning, MSNBC in the morning, MSNBC midday, mm-hmm. MSNBC uh, late midday, MSNBC mm-hmm. afternoon mm-hmm. drive, mm-hmm. MSNBC at night. Mm-hmm. And then you basically covered everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, PBS and then CBS, NBC, and ABC. Mm-hmm. And um... on, on, their, on their morning shows... Uh, you know, so there's no uh, criticism, and uh, definitely uh, on the uh, the new revamped CNN show with Don Lemon. That's right. Where Don Lemon would have to ask the question, "Aren't you out of your prime to be writing this book?" In order to even things up, right? And the first question would be, "Why do you think men reach their prime after at peak at their prime at the age of 25?" <laughs> Did you have someone helping you write this book because you're beyond your prime, Mr. Sanders? What's wrong with men? We have a list of problems. We're going to prioritize those right now. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, I guess you really don't have a place on Fox. Maybe Bill Hemmer. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't think. You look at it and you, you say the audience going. isn't going to be there for you. It doesn't no. matter where you go. No, I just wonder how much. If, he... if Shep Smith were still there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I guess he's gone from CNBC, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he lost that show. Yeah. He disappeared completely. He's... <laughs> So far, he's hasn't reappeared. <laughs> Gary, how do you know he lost his show? We yeah. didn't even know he had a show. Yeah, uh, I had read it somewhere that he had last month mm. that he was out. Well, the Daily Beast version of the uh, of the uh, Don Lemon thing going having to go through mandatory training um, said that they had a source that said. There's a lot of talk about the limited time that Don Lemon may have at CNN because he's such a distraction. Yeah. Which you could see. Or is the is he the only thing at CNN drawing any attention? Maybe drawing attention isn't drawing ratings. Yeah. Well, the the morning ratings are horrible. Yeah. But so are the afternoon ratings and so are the you you saw the <laughs> evening ratings. Uh you saw that um Bill Maher didn't fare well because 
gut-filled over it. Fox is killing it. And Bill Maher. Oh, no, I didn't see yeah, it. What were Bill, the numbers? No. It was, it was very low, and the Target demo was also very low compared to what uh, Greg Gutfeld gets over at Fox News. But Greg Gutfeld, for that time slot, is killing it. Does that mean that no liberals are willing to watch? I, I don't know. Or is it that they don't have word yet? I haven't seen proper, what I would consider proper promotion of that, of Bill Maher's new uh, it's it's only weekly, right? It's only once a well, week. Well, it already exists. Yeah, it's it's it, the it, replay of it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's no, it's the after. They do an hour after that they put on YouTube. I know. Yeah. The replay of that, right? Right, it's a replay of that. Yeah. It's not a replay of his HBO show. No, no, no. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. It's 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 right. the it's the YouTube thing yes. being replayed. Right. And here's the other thing too. Would you wait up? Until what? What are they putting it on Friday night? Yeah, yeah. Would you wait up till on Friday night to watch that, no. or would you just go to YouTube? You know, a replay doesn't make sense. Wow, three hundred fifty-two thousand viewers. Mm-hmm. That's what he got. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Gutfeld, Gutfeld averaging about two, which is yeah, and my my guess great for Fox at that time. Oh yeah, for that time slot, he's killing it. Yeah. Uh, and and again, you're not getting an exclusive from Bill Maher. You're getting a replay of something yeah. you can watch on YouTube. You know, at your will. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Online ordering through and participation in USDA Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program has been going on for a while now. As Deputy Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services Stacy Deed recently told lawmakers, In March of 2020, we had about 30,000 SNAP participants redeeming benefits online through a pilot we were operating at the time. Now there are 4 million households who are able to shop online. Now a proposed rule intends to change details within the Women, Infants, and Children WIC program to also allow for online ordering. Among the modifications, removing requirements for cashiers to be present to complete WIC transactions and research into improved transaction technologies like mobile ordering. Public comment on the rule will be conducted from February 23rd to May 24th with comments made online via the Federal Register at www.regulations.gov. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. 
With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Yesterday on the report that Kevin McCarthy granted Tucker Carlson access to 41,000 hours of January 6th video that his producers apparently were in uh, looking over the last week and going to present, you know, parts of uh, of it on his show. And it was vicious from both sides. I mean, even from Republican and Trump sides, because since that story came out last week where it said Trump called uh, excuse me, Tucker Carlson called Trump a demonic force mm-hmm. on January 6th. And mm-hmm. then the story that none of them believed in their emails, none of them believed uh, the story from Sidney Powell or Giuliani mm-hmm. right. or anything about the Dominion and Smartmatic stories. Uh, and they were saying one thing on the air, the allegation is, and different things behind the scenes of it. You had it from both sides saying you can't trust Tucker Carlson, even from Trump supporters. I'm a Trump supporter, and if he, if if Fox did this and Tucker Carlson did this, I can't trust that he'll actually release what truly went on on January 6th. Right. I think it hurt them. I don't know if it hurt them in the ratings, but it was amazing how both sides were coming down mm. on Fox News yesterday. Yeah. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're... Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. So, yeah, Kevin McCarthy granting Tucker Carlson access to 41,000 hours of January 6th uh, uh, video, which... And apparently they're going to, re, you know, release it. They can't release all forty-one thousand hours, but that's what I saw yesterday, especially on social media with both sides. Yeah, you know, uh, and and especially uh, what you saw from Republicans and/or, and I mean, a variety of Republicans and Trump supporters. Not all Trump supporters, for example. When I saw uh, the uh, National Review blog, and a lot of National Review are. Uh, when you when you you know they're very very they're very conservative, but very independent, and right. they looked at them and says this yeah. is horrible. You need to release everything. You need yeah. to release everything. You cannot trust. And they they were blunt. You can't trust Tucker Carlson uh, on this because we don't believe he was honest. Well, why wouldn't with you release it to the to the people if you're you going to release it to, right. to Tucker Carlson? You then you have to assume. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have. There's no time to put forty one thousand hours. You know, right out, but 
you have to go through an editing process, which is what everybody knew. You've got to be selective. And, and, and they didn't trust. So these these were people more more DeSantis uh, than than Trump. They mm. they don't think Trump can win. Mm-hmm. And so do they have a bias? Yeah. But even the Trump supporters, because of what came out about what Tucker Carlson had in an email, where Trump is a demonic force, but he's not going to destroy us on January 6th. Right. That comment that he wrote to a uh, a producer. Mm-hmm. And that immediately had the Trump supporters saying, no way. You, you, we can't trust Tucker Carlson to disseminate this properly after he said this about Trump on January 6th. Right. And then when you saw, and we talked about this the other day, that, you know, I've been in this business now going on, uh, you know, in the media business 41 years. I would never put anything on work email. Well, well, I say what I believe on the air. I don't say what I believe on the air and say something different in private. You and I never have. No. We've been questioned that. And we said from the very beginning, that only gets you into trouble by doing that. I would rather put up, as we did, Mm-hmm. When we came out early on mm-hmm. and said Sidney Powell and Giuliani, they're lying about yep. Dominion and Smartmatic. We yep. didn't say that there weren't other election irregularities that had to be looked into, and we followed every court case. But we knew with Smart when when Sidney Powell made that thing uh, the the allegation that mm-hmm. she had evidence that the governor and secretary of state of Georgia took a bribe from Dominion. And then the Trump team separated themselves from her in a very clear and concise way. She wrote a letter. Remember, she wrote a letter and the Trump legal team wrote a letter as well. That On the same weekend, they both did the same thing. That was a very clear-cut, deliberate separating of her from the Trump team for a reason. And and we knew it with the you know it was like well, there she doesn't have evidence so there's no because if you have evidence like that you're talking bribery you better present that right there at that point right in a presidential election right Sidney Powell was lying and it shocked us yeah because no, I mean, we, given her history with with, with uh, Michael Flynn because mm-hmm. that was the thing she wouldn't tell that kind of a stupid lie that she couldn't prove why would she she's Sidney Powell she doesn't need to do that right no idea. No idea why they did. And the Smartmatic one was the easiest one because Smartmatic came on day one and said, we were involved in one county in California. Besides that, we weren't involved anything in the presidential election at all. One county in California. Did that make a difference? No. The fact that they went after Smart, the lies were so bad. That's what it was. That's the problem. You know, I can sit there and it's not bragging. I can say, Eric and I, we're right on everything that we said. Yeah. And it's not that we were bold. It was like the lot the some of the lies were so bad that it was easy to read. Well, here's the thing. When they announced, okay, tomorrow we've got a big announcement on the election and the whole thing, I was expecting they were going to be standing in front of a courthouse saying we just filed a case. Mm-hmm. And this is what we intend to prove. But it wasn't that. And it was like, okay, then where are the filings? Where's the action? And 
I don't know. I still today don't know what their motive was. I don't. And it makes me wonder if, you know, one of them said, I can get evidence that this happened or that happened, or I don't, and then convinced all the others. I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is that that the, uh, and I don't have everything, but it does seem like, you know, uh, that the text messages are pretty damning about what happened early on. That Oh, yeah. yeah that, yeah, yeah. that uh, you know, whether it was, you know, Laura Ingram or Sean mm-hmm. or, or, uh, uh, or uh, Tucker mm-hmm. and the things that, you know, they were writing, doubting it, where, you know, Laura Ingram basically said, you know, she's a nutcase mm-hmm. for Sidney Powell. Mm-hmm. And this was this was early on that they weren't saying those exact same things on the air. And they were writing them in an email, work email, and now they're not allowed to say anything. Right. They've been told they can't say anything. Oh, no. They're, it's, and, and for good and, reason, because and, they allowed way too much to go yep. on the air and didn't and weren't very clear. If you suspected that, then why didn't you call them out? Well, the, the it, it was about, and we learned from the text messages, that it was about, well, uh, the the Trump followers could crush us if we, and I'm paraphrasing, but if we came out and challenged this, that basically he could make our audience go away. Yeah. You're either doing real work or you're not doing real work. And you don't have to go out and, and make uh, direct charges against the person that's saying it. All you have to do is make it very clear. That if you're going to bring charges like that, then the burden on you is on you to bring the truth, to bring the evidence to back up that truth. If you're saying something, if you make the charges, then you have the burden of proof. Now, I do remember, I don't know about Laura Ingram or Sean, but you and I do remember when Tucker Carlson, he didn't say it as strongly as we did, but he had definite doubts after Sidney Powell had the the bribery right, allegation, right, right, and then the the Trump the Giuliani wrote the letter. Think about it. It was Giuliani who wrote the letter, right? And she wrote one. She wrote one. She wrote and one, and Giul- he wrote one. Right, and and so you know they separated at at that point, mm-hmm. and that's when Tucker Carlson. Yep. Now he wasn't as strong, I believe, as he was in other statements on email. Right. But the fact is, if I was in a situation now with these allegations with these text messages that exist and I couldn't say anything and I had to still go on the air every day, Mm -hmm. I would take myself off until it was settled and I could say what I want. There's only, I would would not, I would not continue on the air doing it. There's only one reason that, that each of them on both sides of that wrote a letter because one of the, the letters was, and I think it was hers that wrote, I have not billed any hours to, uh, the, to the right, Trump right. campaign and, and all that. And then uh, they came out and, and then Giuliani released his letter. And the reason they did that is because we need to make it clear from the Trump perspective that we don't have any liability here. She said that on her own and she doesn't belong to us. Right. And we take no claim of any of that because you make a claim like that of government officials, a direct claim that they broke the law, specific laws 
then you better have the truth. Right. No, it was still or, or the evidence. It was still weak because of the time she had stood up on stage as part of the legal team. Yes, whether she was actually paid or not, right? Or whether it was a you know you just don't get to stand. Well, up. Well, you don't include her. Yeah, right. You, you, you don't. She get, didn't just yeah. walk up to the right. podium and go, "Hey, Rudy, you right. mind if I say a few words?" So I mean that that yeah. was. I mean, yeah. you, I I didn't buy it. Neither no. did you. No. Uh, uh, but. Uh, I just I can't I can't believe it's just the way you and I've always been. I could never say anything on a public email, which is a work email. Mm-hmm. I would never say it on. Well, I don't have to do that because I say what I believe all the time. Yeah. So I right. don't have to ever say, okay, uh, let me soft sell it here. I'm I'm doing what I do on the radio. Why would I say something different? In an email, a work email. What right. are you doing? Here's what we said. Here's what right. we believe. Mm-hmm. And that, it, ha- yeah. and, that and, it ha- and in fact, that only happened to us really once. Mm-hmm. And that was on. Um, oh, and and the sad news that he's in uh, hospice now. As mm-hmm. We mentioned it last week. Was the Jimmy, yeah yeah was the Jimmy Carter thing? On, right uh, right. On, on, we were invited to right. an event, and we said, "Look, based on our positions and things we've talked about." Uh, and how he governed during his presidency and his policies, we don't think it would be a good idea for anyone, uh, including uh, him and his cause, uh, to have us there because our job would be, we believe, to ask questions about his presidency. And so it didn't serve either side. And we declined that invitation, right. and we did so by email. But that had that was very truthful and honest and I think probably saved some grief for everybody yeah, yeah. involved. But besides that, because what have you guys said about ethanol? And we said what we said about ethanol. Right. And so it, it, that's the one thing that surprises me that... Number, number one, if I was going to say something differently, I'd never do it in an email, a work email. Right. But I never would get myself in that position. You Neither would you. Because we say exactly what we say in private as we say in public. There is no difference. Right. And we've been questioning people come up to us. Come on, what do you guys really believe? What we say. Well, because I can't, <laughs> you can't debate your position if you don't really believe it. Yeah. And, so that was. And that's what it comes down I, to. I noticed the viciousness from Trump's people that claim they were Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. But I voted, you know, I, I've. Uh, watch you guys loyally voted for Trump, disagree with you in the past, but that I don't trust anything, Tucker, that you do now. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I have nothing against Tucker Carlson. He does his thing. and Yeah. Uh, right. Nothing against Sean, nothing against Laura. But well, I, I, it's, it's simply it's simply what they said in what what they said in text versus what they said on the air. Mm-hmm. And it was different. Mm-hmm. And I was just amazed that they would act. I can't believe at that level you do that because I just from the lowest level of when I first got into the smallest market talk radio, whatever I said on the air is what I meant. Well, it's, I think why uh, it was the motivation, I believe, of Dominion coming out and releasing those text messages because they wanted to show, they wanted to demonstrate that they believe, I, and, and this is just my theory, that, that they were capitalizing on those moments, believing that, Having those guests on was going to boost their ratings or keep their ratings, or that at the very least, if they win against and shut these guests down, 
that their ratings would be hurt by that, which means their earnings would be hurt by that. Right. So they were motivated by the money. money. Right. And that would be the claim, and I believe that could be the basis of the claim of Dominion. I don't know what. I don't know any other reason Dominion would put that out. And I don't know whether Dominion will still win the First Amendment lawsuit on it because I don't know precisely what statements they are using that would dictate malice. Right. I understand where they're going. What they're saying is the Fox News hosts wanted to keep their ratings and their money, and so they destroyed us by perpetuating something that they knew was false. Right. And they did it for money. Now, is money malice? Wow, that'd be an... <laughs> Oh, hmm. yeah. Is money no, is money a malice reason? Hmm. First Amendment wise, I don't know. Right, but you know, I mean, and, and, and on the you know the the whole releasing all this stuff on on uh, the January sixth stuff. Why not just put it somewhere where people everybody has access to it, all of it? Yeah, that's why that's, let right? Why yeah. let basically one person or you know show uh, determine because they're going to have to choose. Right. One way or the other, they're going to have to choose. They can't release all of it. Yeah, and it has to be out. Yeah. It has to be out. Unless they decide yeah. to put it online yeah. somewhere. But that right. hasn't been, I haven't heard that yet. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Shop at iowa80.com for the best selection of everything for your truck. Bumpers, fenders, toolboxes, lights, interior, and more. iowa80.com, your truck. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. The funniest headline that that I saw uh, over the weekend was National Review. Okay. Uh, uh, Noah Rothman wrote it. Did anybody notice Biden's UFL handling was a complete farce? (laughs) (laughs) And then the first line, the president conveyed his firm determination to detour American balloon enthusiasts from challenging the geostratic status quo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.